What the bloody hell's going on, legends? The King of the Couch back in your ear holes for another week of the King of the Couch podcast. Uh, I missed a week last week, struck down with COVID. We'll talk about it tonight. Bit of a back issue ongoing. Don't want to bore you with that. But yeah, missed a week. It feels like I missed a fucking eternity, frankly. Stuck in that bedroom with my fucking thoughts, which we'll, we'll do a full breakdown tonight, a full COVID-19 breakdown, because uh, you haven't heard enough about it over the last two years. But um, I like to hear everyone's experience. But yeah, look, good to be back. Episode 143 of the King of the Couch podcast. Um, two weeks ago, I saw you. Bits happened. Some things have happened. I didn't take a lot of notes. I was sort of off my dial, frankly. So we're going to wing it tonight. Like, you're probably sitting here, you know, every time you listen to the show going, mate, you wing it every week. And I'm like, look, you're not far off the mark. You're not far off the mark. But, um, yeah, good to be back. I missed you last week. I wasn't having it. Last Monday, I was sort of in the thick of it. Um, we'll talk COVID. We'll get through it, and we'll, we'll go over the last sort of two weeks, what I've been up to. A few little things. I, um, as I said, I'd normally take some notes, but I got I got some random sort of things here. A story I just saw literally before I come on the air. I thought, oh, fucking, we'll break that one now. But a bit sort of football-related, but, you know, like it's a hot, heated topic, so I thought that's why i do it. Um some movie action, some songs we're going to give you, a book I've been reading, but just a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, but yeah, anyway, if you're not subscribed to the show, please subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, any of the major platforms. Go and pay it forward though, more so. If you like what you're hearing, um, just pay it forward. That means a lot to me. Um, and one other thing I will say, just straight off the bat, I, I have released my first how-to video on TikTok, something I've been trying to do for a little while. Um, anyone that follows me on Instagram or TikTok will, will probably have seen it. Um, and it was like a... I've called it the King of the Couches Tight Asses Guide to Starting a Podcast. Um, not that I've had every man and woman in the world ask me about how to start a podcast, but over the last few years um, of doing the podcast, you get a lot of people like, what mics do you use? What? How do you record it? How do you post it? How do you do it? How do you get your content? All that sort of stuff. You know, questions, questions, questions. And uh, it's my way of paying it forward to be like, yep. Happy to fucking help you out wherever I can. So anyone that does ask me, like I've basically just broke it down for them. But sort of out of, um, I don't want to say laziness or anything like that, out of just like saying the same fucking story over and over again, I thought, fuck it, I'll get on. I'll do a one-minute video on how to do it. And that was another thing. The other thing that I thought about um, is that I, I saw, I've seen, I should say, I've seen so many people, um, and this is not a knock on them, it's good to have a crack, and sometimes like you do something and it doesn't, it's not for you, um, but I've noticed so many people that have like started podcasting and things like that, they go out and they've like got better gear than me, like, you know, fucking three or $400 mics, they've got cameras, they've got fucking lighting set up, they've got all this sort of stuff, and they've not even, they've not even got any content, like they're not even sure what they're going to talk about or they do like a handful of episodes and then it's just like yeah too hard basket because like let's be frank the hardest part of the podcast is doing the podcast itself it's getting onto the mic and talking talking rubbish talking filth or talking wisdom for 
10 minutes, fucking an hour. Sometimes we talk fucking for hours on here. Um, but that's really like the hardest part. I don't find it too hard because you literally, like depending on your 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 motive and, and like what you're trying to get across, this is just a lifestyle show. I hate answering the question. People go, what's the king of the couch about? I was like, what's it, what's it about for if they get wind to do a podcast or I'm, you know, not so subtly pushing it out at parties and things like that. They'll say, what's the podcast about? And I fucking, I just don't have it. I, I need to get an elevator pitch for it. But I'm like, mate, it's a lifestyle podcast, you know what I mean? We might start with my weekend, we talk a bit of mental health, we talk footy, we talk relationships, we talk dad life, we talk fucking whatever can come to my mind. Anything that tickles my pickle, I'll note it down and remember it on the Monday night. Half the time I don't even go through all my notes because I start fucking ranting and raving and I get talking about one thing in particular and it blows out. And some some episodes I'll come on here and I'm like, oh, you know what, tonight I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Cut the show a bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk like less, right? Maybe in a half an hour show, I look up, bang. We're always at fifty plus minutes, and I'm going, fuck, man, this is pushing an hour again, you know. So you get ranting and raving. So I hope it helps. Go and follow me, King of the Catch Pod on TikTok, uh, Azzy underscore KOTC on Instagram. If you're just fucking listening for the first time, and I'm gonna share that. So uh, my tight ass guide. Hint, hint. It basically anyone that has basically fuck all money can follow this and start a podcast so that's my promise to you quick fucking spoiler alert too basically the only thing that i've paid for in the tight asses guide is the mic which is pretty fucking important this is a podcast audio is the uh it's the big thing right so make sure you have it i've listened to a few podcasts that's another thing that gets on my go too i've listened to a few podcasts where great message great artwork great marketing they've sucked me in i get on and i'm like do these cunts even listen to the fucking podcast before they've like pushed it out there? Look, the audio's all fucked. There's feedback. There's echo. There's just they've recorded it like on a random device, not even on a mic. I mean, fucking shell out fifty, a hundred bucks. I sub a hundred bucks, you can get pretty fucking shit up mics. The one I'm using right now, Stadium USB Pro, eighty eight dollars at JB Hi-Fi on a sale, and it's. It's a fucking banger. I've been using it since episode one. That was 143 episodes ago I've used this. I've got a secondary mic. The reason I bought a secondary mic was when I had someone in the room the first time. I was like, this sounds fucked. So when Jared started coming on a bit more regularly, we got a second mic, and that was it. So I will say, the more people you have, the more mics you want. Everyone wants a mic. Everyone deserves a mic. You know what I mean? It's like having a beer. Give them a single, you know, you don't share a beer, you know what I mean? Like, you don't walk in and say, here, I've got two mates here, I've got one beer, split it. No, you don't do that. You give them both a beer, you know what I mean? So give them both a mic. Anyway, that's the potty. But where have I been? I've been away for a week. We got the big, uh, the big Rona, the big COVID. Finally got to me. I will break it down soon. It's not too bad, but let's go back a bit. Um, Monday, I did the podcast. The last podcast I did was episode 142, right? That was a Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. No, Tuesday night. Yeah, so Monday night I was cool. Tuesday night, don't know what it was. I had just a, like a full-on panic attack. At uh, I couldn't sleep. Could not sleep at, for the life of me. It was just a horrible, horrible night. I don't even like talking about it. I don't even like thinking about it. But I'm going to share it with you because it's probably important. Some people might be going through the same, similar sort of things. But I had to go to Melbourne on the Wednesday. It was a work thing. Now, I don't know if I was subconsciously nervous about it. I'm a bit of an extrovert 99% of the time. But I found myself like lately like getting a little bit more socially anxious. When you're anxious, maybe that's when I think I'm socially anxious. But once I get fucking moving and shaking and with the people, I'm like, yeah, I'm not socially anxious, you know? 
whatever it was, went to bed, just had this weird sort of knot in my stomach, didn't like it, went to bed, woke up an hour later, and I was like, oh my God, the walls are closing in. And that was me, I just couldn't sleep, my back has been a bit iffy. Anyone, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I pinched a, a, C, a nerve in my C7 and my C8, right? So it's radiating a bit of pain down my back, but more so like nerve pain down my left arm. Um, one of those things. We'll talk a little bit about that. But it's just been a bit of a fucking nightmare over the last month, frankly. And I can understand why people in chronic pain just have a shit time. Just don't enjoy life because it, it it's one of those things that sort of like nags on you, right? Like a fucking partner that just won't shut the fuck up. It nags on you every day. And I was finding myself, I'm, I was, I'm having really bad sleeps at the moment. And that's, I don't know, it's probably affecting my mood or whatnot. But yeah, just Tuesday night. Absolutely fucked. Woke up just like well, pretty hysterical on the Wednesday and I had to go to Melbourne and it was like at that point I was like, I really don't want to go to Melbourne, right? I just wasn't in the headspace. I didn't want to go, but you know what? I had to sort of fucking pony up, pull my fucking finger out and go, this is all right. You know, you just had a bad night. Well, you know those nights where you have like a nightmare and it's so real, so vivid and you wake up in the morning, you're like, fuck, I've killed a man. You know what I mean? Or fuck, I've cheated on my partner or something real terrible is going on and that was like the night that i had so i just woke up and i was like fuck so went to the chemist got a whole bunch of these rescue remedy like anxiety fucking tablets and uh yeah that was it sort of like beck calmed me down i I gotta give a shout out to beck she's like mate she's just my rock and like when i'm being such a fucking out of this world manic sort of crazy person she is the shining light that just beams and like brings me back down to earth in the best possible way right so it's just i needed it so much to hear it from her she's so optimistic super positive all the good things you know and i had been cruising all lately and then the back sort of come unstuck and i don't know if it was a combination of things but anyway we went to melbourne and I was just a bit rocked, eh? And we went with a good mate from work. We parked up in the airport, Sunny Coast Airport. Shouts out Sunny Coast Airport. It's such a chiller airport. It's like a tin shed and a fucking runway. And it's just a super nice vibe. Walk in there, three schooners of your mate's Larry Pale Ale. That took off the anxiety. I will say that took off the edge. Um, it was good. Got down to Melbourne. I will, I'm skipping ahead. I'm skipping ahead here because I had a fucking just an annoying flight it was one of those flights where i was like you know what like it was at that moment i thought i'm never traveling economy again besides the return flight home because i don't know if i could go upgrade to business or whatever and i'm being grateful because uh, i'm grateful but like work put us up it was all good and stuff like that but man it's the second flight i've had in like a matter of weeks and it's a second you know i'm going out on here and i don't know if this is a conspiracy theory but I think they've rebuilt the planes when the pandemic's been happening and they've made the plane seat smaller. I'm 5'7", five, 5'8", five, at best. I'm 75 kilos, probably lost a bit last week, probably 74 kilos maybe. But I'm not a big dude, right? And I'm having a fucking squishy as fuck time in these seats, hey? So I've gone on to the plane, right? I will say I've gone pure chivalrous, right? So you guys might go, as you're a hero. And I'll go, yeah, I am. But I'm in the C seat, so it goes... A, B, C, I'll C, D, E. How's my... A, B, C... What? A, B, C, D, E, F. That's how it works. What a fucking idiot. A, B, C, I'll D, E, F. I'm in D, right? I'm like, yeah, cheering. Because I hate the window. I'm one of those guys, I don't really like the window. I get a little bit better when I'm like up, up in the air and stuff like that. I don't like watching out the window during takeoff. It's just a nerve-wracking thing. I don't like it. Never enjoyed it. Probably never will. And I like to kick out my legs in the aisle you know what i mean and i know you run the risk of like getting getting run over by the fucking 
drinks card, right? And it's just it's a it's the it's a the game I'm willing to play, right? It's a risk. I'm a fucking risk taker when I'm on that plane. Just putting my left leg out there in the aisle, just going, "Don't you hit me, drinks cart?" So you run, you run the gauntlet, you fall asleep, cooked. Hey, you run over. They run over your foot. They broke your foot with a drinks cart. I come in there. There's a mum there, and she's got the kid. And the kid must have been like 18 months old, maybe maybe two years. I'd say 18 months old. If if he was two years, my daughter way more developed than this little boy. Um, I will say she's like a genius in comparison. So maybe he was a lot younger than I was like giving credit for. And I said, oh look, I think you're in my seat. And I don't want one of those sticklers, you know. And I was like, oh god, I just took pity on her. I was like, you got two hours on this thing with this tight little fucking plane not to mention matters worse you got a phone there you're sharing it with the kid to watch whatever the fuck you're watching probably a pixar movie or something like that bluey paw patrol i don't know and i was like look if you if you want do you want to sit in my seat you can take the seat she's like yeah if you don't mind like and get up and walk around i was like yeah all right cool fucking whatever uh naturally you're in the window seat aren't you the most crampedest i will mention that it's 30f so right next to the shitters at the back of the plane then of course this Big guy comes in, and this isn't a fucking dig at fat people. It wasn't a fat, fat man, but he was a big man, right? Like, he was just a burly dude, you know, probably 6'3 or 6'4, fucking huge arms on him and stuff like that. Huge set of fucking guts on his on his fucking tank, eh? The, the tank was just full of it, full of fucking piss and bad manners. And he just come plonk next to me, eh? And I've tried to fucking lighten the mood with just a joke, right? So I'm wearing this hoodie that I'm wearing right now, grey hoodie, and I had jeans on. He comes on, grey hoodie and jeans, sits down, I've gone pure dad mode on, and looked at him, I was like, ha, looks like we've got the same tailor, mate. I got a little <laughs> out of him. That was it. Then he just crossed his arms, looked straight ahead at the chair the whole time, nodding off. Didn't even, his neck must have been made of steel. Didn't even bend once. And I was like, right, I can't. I was like, get over the fucking your side of the chair, eh? I'd like to cross my arms here too. Not to mention my back was inflamed as fuck. I just could not get comfy. The plane's taken off. I've got that fucking hood on, the glasses on. They make you wear the stupid mask on the plane. And, you know, the crazy thing is you don't wear the mask in the airport, but as soon as you get on the plane, that little tank of emotion, it's like put the mask on, you can't social distance. No shit, we can't social distance, mate. Economy. You've never been able to social distance in economy. And then... The farting starts. Like, I don't know if it was him or every time the toilet was flushed, I got a whiff of fart, whiff of fart, whiff of fart. I will say, grateful though, the mask came in handy when the farts came fucking creeping up my nose hole. So, yeah, as soon as that drinks cart came past, I said, can I get a can of Bolter XPA? It looks like the most highest alcohol content beer you've got, 1.5 standard drinks, and I want it. I'm there listening to my music. And I will say, I had a fucking Spotify snafu, right? All the downloaded music I downloaded fucked up. So I got six songs. Lucky there were no effects songs. And I was really into them. I got six no effects songs to play. It was on two-hour flight. Fuck me, dead, eh? So I'm listening to these flights. I, I must have listened to the same song, like, I don't know, 18 times each. And, you know, I was like, hang on. I've got an audio book. Dr. John D. Martini, Ultimate Wealth Mastery. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm one of those guys. Love a bit of self-help. But it was, it's all about money. Love it. Super involved in this book. Put it on the airport. Uh, put it on the airplane. And I'm playing my game Alien Shooter, drinking my Bolter. At that point, I was like, this is not too bad. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. We touch down in Melbourne, get to the hotel, Marriott Hotel, AC Hotels. Very nice, very new down in South Bank. But I just, the vibe was off for me. Hey, I just, I wasn't vibing. Hey, shit weather in Melbourne. I love Melbourne. There's not a dig on Melbourne. I love Melbourne. But it was the worst time I've ever had in Melbourne. I just wasn't vibing on the weather. I wasn't vibing on the location. It was like... 
the fucking uber driver too had dropped us off at the back door of this hotel he's like yes go in there go in there that's not a racist thing like you know we had an accent right go in there and i'm like mate that looks like a fucking loading dock hey you get out walk in what is it a fucking loading dock right i caught come back out i'm like mate this isn't the fucking door right where's the front door oh you need to go to the front door yeah of course i need to go to the fucking front door do i look like a delivery man go around to the front door very nice hotel, champagne on arrival. I like that. If you're a hotel that's not doing champagne on arrival, change. Actually, anything that you do on arrival should have champagne. Birth of your baby should be bottles pop right then and there. Your friends come around, hey, champagne. I'm going to have to fucking get clear on that. I'm going to have to have cold bottles of champagne at the go whenever my friends and family rock around. That's something that I want to project on people. So I want them to project it on me. So if I come around your house soon and you don't have a cold bottle of champagne there ready to pop on arrival check yourself right think again so yeah checked in nice down to crown casino actually we didn't go down there we went out for some food uh ging tai not bad again just wasn't vibing it my mate's a classic hey he's just a classic down and out i said down and out he's not down and out he's just a classic out and out australian go to the menu right it's full of thai food we're a thai place and then they bring out the chef's special menu so it's like a banquet right in my life Never have felt the need to get a banquet. Like, I just, I'm not that hungry. And I just, yeah, no need. My mate's like, mate, 68 bucks a head. Um, it, in my experience, if there's a chef special banquet option, you got to get it because the chefs wouldn't lie. He's genuine. He's 100% genuine about this. He's going, these, these have to be the four or five best meals they've offered and dessert. Quick hot take, I never order dessert at a restaurant, so why the fuck would I order dessert now in this banquet? Anyway, like a coward, I've crumbled. I said, if you want to get the banquet, we'll get it. I'll eat $68 worth of Thai. <laughs> Bullshit, I will. I'm not that hungry. I still had an underlying level of bubbling anxiety. Remember that? Remember that from the morning? I just couldn't get rid of it. Anyway, we get it down. I'm sucking down a furphy. I'm halfway through the Thai, a little bit full. Guts just turned anxious felt like i didn't have a panic attack i was like mate gotta go to the toilet went up to the toilet had a wee put some stuff on my face i'm reliving this it doesn't it's i don't feel good reliving this just couldn't get i just couldn't get in the zone that night was wednesday night which meant it was game three state of origin something i was super super looking forward to see um i'll be honest i was full patriotic in that moment i was actually upset that i wasn't in queensland to watch that game right so anyway I was like, look, man, let's just go back to the hotel room. We'd sussed it out. There was big-ass plasma TV and stuff there, and it was a nice vibe. And I thought, it's cold as fuck out here. We're going to pay $12, $13 a pint anywhere we go. And we're probably going to have four or five, right? If I cut my losses, bought six cans of Heineken, the pint hands, you know, 20-something bucks, back to the hotel room. I just wasn't feeling it. The game started. Such a good game. And I cracked into the beers. I had five pints, and I felt good. I felt good. The reason I felt good was just probably drunk, and that's why I felt good. So, yeah, awesome game, State of Origin 3. We was meant to do a breakdown with Jared, then I got COVID last week, so we had to postpone that a few days, unfortunately. So we're seven days behind, plus the rest. So we'll, we'll probably do a uh, maybe a balls and all episode later in this week for the sports fan. I will say, probably the greatest game of State of Origin I've ever watched. Um, loved it loved it i actually want to watch it back i loved it that much want to go and get a six-pack sit on my couch watch it again but um yeah again just sort of not a good night's sleep woke up 2 a.m just 
trying to sleep, just couldn't do it, listening to self-help tapes. But we had a work event, so I had to pony up, but I just couldn't get in the zone. All I want to get out here tonight is I couldn't get in the zone, and I want to put it out there for anyone that was struggling at the moment, just not having a good time. Um, I felt your pain. I was, I was, I was like that. You know, I just couldn't shake the anxiety. I'm having these fucking rescue remedies. I was smashing panadine forks. My back was fucked. Um, just couldn't get comfy. I will say though, um, super grateful to catch up with a lot of guys I work with. I'm working with a lot of these guys. We're a national company, and I'm working with a lot of these guys for a long time. Never met them. Like talked to them on the phone heaps, but never actually probably met them. So it was really cool to meet them. Um, there was a big party on the Thursday night. We went down to the Crown Casino after this sort of bonding event in the day, which was well, it was pretty fun. You know what I mean? It was just it was a bonding event again. I wasn't fully myself, so I felt sort of bad actually, and I just couldn't shake it for the life of me. I just couldn't shake it. Um, went uh, to the Crown Casino. Had a few kroners. I had the Panadine Fort, right? And my back was giving me grief. It helped. It took the edge off. Um, and apparently you not shouldn't drink, right, on the painkillers. Now, I'm not one of those junkies that just takes painkillers and then goes and drinks a bottle of vodka. But I was like, I've got to be social and I want to have a beer. So I'm going to run the gauntlet on one corona, right? And that's that's what I did. I was like, fuck this. I'm having a corona. Tastes so good. I'm having another corona. Tastes so good. I'm having another corona. I probably had three or four coronas, right? I felt good. I did, I felt I felt relaxed. Felt really good. Um, then we had a cocktail party that night. I had a nice new shirt. I bought myself these two satin polo shirts. One looks great. One I'm not so sure about. It was like an olive green one that looks great, and I fucking felt genuinely great wearing it. But um, yeah, just at the party, I just like you know all the guys were there. Super cool. It's probably like 600 people's event. Free piss. Just you know having a time. All the bosses are there and. Uh, couldn't get in the zone, you know? I was super stoked to meet some people, have some good conversations, but just couldn't get in the zone. All I kept thinking about was like, I can't wait to go home, I can't wait to go home, I can't wait to go home. And I was just really shitty. It was, a, it was a, a really good example of someone that just couldn't live in the moment. I just could not live in the moment, you know? Um, but I will say, that, that's not to dampen the event, you know? Like, I'm sure, I know there's guys that I work with that listen to this podcast, so it was excellent to meet everybody. Everyone was having a good time. Um, but... Just wasn't myself. I couldn't couldn't do it. I just couldn't sort of get into it. I don't know why. I just couldn't get into it. Got home, super stoked to see Beck. I was like, loved up. I felt lately that I've had this underlying sort of sadness that's sort of bubbling away like um, and I'm sorry for being a bit of a, I sound like I'm probably being a bit of a downer tonight. Beck said to me, she razzed me up before the show. She said, what do you talk? She always asked me, what are you talking about on the show tonight? I said, look, oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Might have a punchable offense. Mention this, you know what I mean? And then she's like, yeah, why don't you do some good stories? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you know, some good, like, positive stories. And I'm like, what, like what? And she's like, well, you've just been a bit down lately. So she was giving me the shits. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's awesome. I, that's exactly what I wanted to hear uh, when I'm feeling not the greatest. But look, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm back. But again, I will say, I'm jumping ahead. Come back, went out, had a beer with Beck, uh, had some food, come home, was good at night, just started getting those sort of anxious feelings again. So um, just one of those things, I, I don't know. I, 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 um, I've got a few thoughts around it, right? Um, and we'll get to the COVID shit soon. Um, actually, no, we'll get to it straight away and then we'll, we'll, we'll circle back and talk about all this and then we'll fucking, you know, get to the end of the show. But I um, got home, Friday was cool, Saturday was cool, Sunday morning, 
Beck and I had a few drinks on Saturday night. Not to the point of hungoverness, but just to the point of connection. It was really good, actually. We don't get to do it too much together. She sometimes generally is not in the mood. I'm the alcoholic of the family. So you've got to strike while the iron's hot, and my camera has just fucked out on me here. So that's all right. Looks like we'll probably just be doing audio tonight. Uh, by the looks of it, not sure what's going on with the camera. Anyway, doesn't matter. There's a podcast. You don't want to fucking see me. You want to listen to me. You want to hear me. Um, so yeah, we took, took advantage of that, doing some FaceTime calls with people as you do, and uh, it was really cool. Woke up Sunday morning, back was just like inflamed, like it was just bad, I keep getting these mad um, fucking muscle spasms, I'm getting one right now, I actually can feel them, it's my tricep, right, this is what it does, it shoots pain down the fucking left arm. So I said to Beck, I was like, I was just rolling around like fucking, just a whinging cunt, and I'm like, I'm going to the hospital, eh? Like, I'm going up to the hospital. I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel shit. They need to give me a scan or something like that. I've gone up to the hospital. And it's that classic thing, eh, where you're, like, in pain and you're like, I feel like a hypochondriac being here. You go in and the GP's like, what What do you want, right? It's Sunday. I can't get anyone else. And I'm like, look, I've got this. I've been seeing a Cairo. Like, it helps a little bit, but it keeps getting sore, right? And I just couldn't, can't shake it. And they're like, well, there's not much we can do. You're like, can you give me a scan or anything like that? They're like, oh, look, you've got to go to a GP to get it, which is fucking mental right there. I'm at a GP, but then I've got to go to another GP who's my GP, who frankly like isn't my GP because my GP is too busy. So I have to go to see the, his colleague that's not as busy. So he's not even my fucking GP, right? So you could have been the GP, give me the referral. Got to do that to get a physio. So I will say I'm going to the doctors tomorrow to get a referral to see a physio. Um, it's not a dig on the chiropractor. I've seen the chiro five times, but this GP was like, look, like probably just leave the chiro for a bit it could be like inflaming your back even more i will say it's helped a lot but it, it hasn't got to the to the fucking it hasn't got rid of all the pain right and that's what i want to get rid of because i want to get back to my old normal self and um yeah so i've then gone and said look can i get some painkillers right they gave me some oxycodone i've just finished watching dope sick right on the uh on the on the interwebs on disney plus and that's about the oxycontin opioid crisis in america and i'm like what like this is fucking this is fucking mental right so it was just one of those things and and what they've said to me is hey like you've if you if we give you these oxy fucking pills or any whatever it wasn't the oxycontin it was the oxycodone they gave me but they're like if we give you an opioid right there's a good chance a year from now you'll come back and you'll be addicted to them and i'm like this is fucking big pharma telling me this that they're like we're going to give you something for your pain but you'll probably become a fucking addict right and i've just finished watching a show on this was a whole this is a crisis this is a pandemic an opioid crisis in america it's australia too it happened all over the world Anyway, naturally, I've gone to get the pills. I've got four pills, but I'm so nervous about taking the pills. I'm in pain, right? But I'm so nervous about taking the pills that I actually still haven't taken the pills. I thought, you know what? I don't want to rely on pills and stuff like that. I finished my Panadine Forts, um, which I only had about five or six of them left. So I finished my Panadine Forts and I just took fucking Panadol. I will say, I don't like taking pharmaceutical drugs if I don't have to. So I've definitely been in pain, right? When I have a fever, I'll take a Panadol to take the edge of fever. If I've got a headache, you know, I might take some Panadol and stuff like that. But... Yeah, I I think I've done about fucking 20 Panadols over the last week and like six Panadine forts and that's about it. But it just eats my skin up. It doesn't feel good. I never feel good after the, you know, it band-aids my pain, but I never fucking feel good, right? So anyway, I've gone to Chemist Warehouse, right? And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm that, this is what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to Chemist Warehouse and I've got to go get my pills. As I'm standing in the line at Chemist fucking warehouse, right? The uh, the shivers, the shivers started. 
the shivers started and that's no good no one no one likes the shivers right and i'm like this isn't good they're like look you got to wait about fucking you know 20 minutes or whatever it is here for your uh your fucking pills right the oxycodone the bloody codones i'm like right that'll do i'll do that and uh and that's exactly what i did and anyway as i'm waiting there i'm getting shivery i'm getting shivery oscar's not himself right um, he's not fucking looking good either. So I'm like, this is no good. I've just got back from Melbourne. The COVID cases are through the roof. And I will say, I'm not like nervous of COVID. It's just one of those fucking things, isn't it? So go home, shivering like a little bitch. And I take the, uh, I take the, what do you call it? The fucking, um, the, uh, the COVID test, right? And this is why, this is while um, the... Lost my train of thought here. This is when um, Oscar has then gone to the hospital, right? Because the poor little thing has had a 39-degree fever. So I'm like, he's going there, and it is what it is. So I, um, bang, got the COVID test, cough into it, positive, straight up. I was like, ah, oh, cool, right? And I wasn't even I wasn't even annoyed. I was, like, relieved at this point, right? It was just one of those things I was like, oh, God, I've got it finally, you know? I feel like this year I've been sick so much, right? And I think it's because of daycare, had the cytomegalovirus earlier in the year. I've had a couple of flus. One, the recent flu I got was pretty bad, and then the sinus just fucked me off, just hanging around. And um, when COVID came, I was like, I was relieved. I was like, right, I can get it done, get it get it seen to get out of this room, you know, isolate in the room and then we'll be right. Um, now, poor Oscar, he tested COVID for it as well. He was pretty off like a day or two, but that was it for us. Like we spent two days, I reckon both of us, probably pretty shitty. I had the fevers, I had the body aches. Um, that was it. My my shoulder, my back, my neck was giving me grief. So that wasn't good. So I couldn't like sleep properly and stuff like that. But once I could, I was sweet. And that was sort of it. Like that was that was my. Uh, so I'm trying to get comfy here in my chair. I can't get comfy. Sorry. Um, that was my experience with COVID. Like it was really mild. Watched a couple of footy games on the Sunday. The fevers went away after a couple of hours. After I took the Panadol, and then that was it. Monday was pretty fucked. The hardest part of COVID, I will say, is the. Um, is the isolation. Now, some people are probably isolating in their house, being able to get outside in their backyard and stuff like that. Didn't want Arabella to get sick, didn't want Beck to get sick, right? Oscar was already sick, so like Beck was like, look, I'll look after him. If I get it, it is what it is because she needs to breastfeed and stuff. I was like, fuck it, I'll sit in this room, you know what I mean? I got the toilet here, got the shower, like got my knee to put the laptop in there just so I could fucking do some, um, anything on my laptop, basically just Netflix and chill. And and that was it. And um, I was like... What the fuck, right? After like two days, I was super low. I just was like, this, the mental health is killing me more than this COVID, right? This COVID is a walk in the park for me. And I will say, people have been copping it. One of the guys I work with, he was he's fucked, right? He was like coughing up blood and stuff like that. So everyone gets it differently. It's like everyone gets a fucking flu differently. You know what I mean? Some people get pneumonia from the flu, others don't, you know? It all comes down to immunity. So I could only think that, look, my immunity was just super good right and so it really didn't bother me at all what bothered me was being stuck in a motherfucking bedroom for the thought of seven days right and in my head i'm going if i test negative i've got to get out of this room right and then i can stop doing the seven day isolation crap unfortunately in queensland you've got to do the stupid seven day isolation which i i don't get i don't get we get flus we get all these other things that are contagious gastro fucking hand foot and mouth disease all this shit that you pick up from daycares left and right 
But as soon as you get COVID, you got to isolate. You got to stay in the fucking bedroom or stay in a dungeon, wherever the fuck it is. Hope you got a good Netflix fucking uh, fucking access lined up, and then you're all right. But I, uh, yeah, I did not enjoy my time <laughs> at all. Um, I was like watching like. OCD and anxiety YouTube videos. I was listening to Dr. John D. Martini, this guy I like to follow, um, watching all these seminars, like doing meditation, like fucking journaling, like doing all this stuff. I just had like, the most negative thoughts running through my mind. Like I was super anxious, just not good. I was eating like one meal a day for a few days and that was just, that was me. I felt, you feel really fucking weak, hey, just lying in a bed. You know, Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka, he's been in there for years and just stood up and he was a bit wobbly on his feet. Man, that was me. I was Grandpa Joe. I felt shit house, hey, jumping out of the bed. And that's when I was like, oh, I feel a bit dizzy here and I'm just not having a good time. So... I was like, I've got to test negative so I can at least get out of the room and then and then we can we can go back to fucking reality. But I will say I, I had just the shittest time. And I'll probably sound like a whingy fucking bitch ass broken record. And I will say, look, I'm gonna to try to stop whinging so much, right? I feel like I have been a bit whingy lately and I don't and I apologize. Uh, Beck pulled me up on it, so I've got to do it. But yeah, it was one of those things I just was like, oh man, this is fuck. So Tested negative on the Thursday morning. I was like, Beck, oh, i got to get out of here, eh? So she was like super like, all right, get out of it sort of thing. Um, we fucking cleaned the room. We cleaned the house. Did a bit of spring cleaning. I took advantage to take the whole week off work just because I was like, well, you can. That's the thing with COVID. Like, no one, you just test positive. No one asks. No one cares. They're just like, oh, yeah, like, we'll see you in a week sort of thing. Like, that's okay. Get a flu, cold, gastro. When you're coming back, mate, we fucking need you. We're dying here without you sort of thing. So it's interesting sort of train of thought. But um, I was super grateful to get out of the room. I really miss my kids. I really miss Beck. And I just it just made me realize how much I love family yet again, you know, and how super important they are. And I can see, I love looking around at people and like any mums and dads, and I love seeing how much they love their kids. And, I'm, and, I, and I try to, I know because I'm a parent, right? So I know like what it is to that feeling that you get when you're just like, you want to be with your kids, right? I think that was holding in Melbourne too. I just missed my kids. I didn't want to leave them, right? Um, I didn't want to be in that room any longer than I had to because I missed them. I wanted to be around them. It's important that I was around them. So um, yeah, COVID itself, walk in the park. The isolation, the loneliness, the fucking mental health just triggering and pinging left fucking right and center, no good. Um, so I feel genuinely bad for people that are stuck in these situations where they're able to isolate. Um, I know suicide and mental health have been such a shit thing for people in COVID, you know, lockdown. I couldn't imagine these lockdowns for months and months and months on end. So my, uh, my heart goes out to the people that are affected, but otherwise not too bad. But of course it's on the rampant fucking rise. Everyone's shitting their pants over it. It's so funny too, eh? Like, it's like, it's always been there for the last two years. It's not going anywhere, but it's like, oh, we've got to start wearing the mask again. We've got to start doing this again. Oh, we're worried about it. Mate, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Like, it's so hard to dodge a sickness, right? All you can do is, like, try to take care of yourself. I take vitamin D. I take zinc. I take magnesium. I take a probiotic. That's all I took. Besides the Panadol, that's all I was taking, right? And it seemed to work pretty quickly. Um, try to drink a lot of good, healthy water. I put sea salt in my water, the Himalayan sea salt. Um... That's it. Try to eat healthy when I can. I had bone broth. I had eggs. I had avocado for breakfast today. I had a fucking red meat and uh, root veggie stew. For dinner, we had pork, some rice, and greens. Like, that was it, right? I've had a handful of shapes because I'm that kind of guy. And that is kind of it. But, yeah, if you're going to get it, you're going to fucking get it, right? So, anyway, 
that was it. That's my last week. So apologies, I don't have a lot more. I got a few things that I'll just quickly touch on, but I don't have a lot to talk about. I feel like I lived a real sheltered life this last week. Um, my back. I will say, um, my nerves opinion, which is which I think is hit my central nervous system, and I feel like that's why my mood's been all over the shop. So it's my mission at the moment to get back into a happy sort of place. Um, I mentioned that I was seeing like a life coach mentor. I got a session tomorrow at mil, uh, midday. So I had to cancel last week, but I'm very, very keen to get on and talk to talk to Rex. Um, that's his name, super strong name, Rex, super nice guy. So I'm very keen to get on and talk to him. And we'll talk about all this as well. I feel like I'm on a bit of a journey at the moment because I've gone through a door, right? And then the door was to address like my mental health issues. The things that I might have been upset about or I was angry about or I can't handle in my life or I want to just learn, educate myself more. I've gone through the door and I made a pact to myself that I've got to keep going. So right now I feel like I'm on the track. I feel like I'm on the journey and I'm like getting through it, right? And I, I don't, the end is there, like the the, the 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 exit is there, but I'm not there yet. I've got a lot to learn, and 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 it's and it's making me learn a lot. It is making me learn a lot. It's it's pulling me, and on my vulnerability, it's pulling me on my honesty and showing up. Monday, I will say, get yourself some accountability and stuff like that. I jump on a what we call Monday mentor session call now. Uh, it goes around 45 minutes. We do nasal breathing for, for 45 minutes, and then we do the Wim Hof breathing. I've talked about that recently. I had COVID last Monday. I was feeling not the greatest, and my back was fucked. I'm lying down in bed. Um, the lady that r- Rex runs it and the lady that sort of is the offsider, she'll text you like an hour before it just to give you a heads up. And I was like, look. I won't make a Ronda, got COVID, my back's a bit crook, I'm lying down in bed like a fucking, just an absolute bitch, right? So, won't make it. 8.29, get a call from Rex, I'm like, here we go, gotta answer this. And he just full pulled me up. And at that time, I needed the fucking, I needed the nature, not the nurture. So he fully pulled me up, right? Um, Listen, mate, know you've got COVID, no, you got a bad back, he's like, I don't care though, if you're in pain, you're spewing, in this and that, he's like, I need you on this call, he's like, it's part of your journey, right? You you have committed to doing things um, and this is what you've done, right? You've dabbled in things and then you find an excuse and then you run from it sort of thing or you might drink over it or something like that. So I was like, Rex, done. That's that's fine, mate. I said, I'm fucking lying down. I look like a bag of shit, but I'm going to Zoom and you know what? I'm going to put the fucking video on. And that's what I did. All these people dressed up, looking good, um, looking sexy and I'm there just like, what's up, guys? And uh, that was it. And then Rex was like, look, do you mind if I share while you're on the course? Like, yeah, absolutely. So it was a good moment of accountability. And I, and in that moment, I really, really appreciate it. And I, I took a lesson from that. You know what I mean? Like when you don't want to turn up, sometimes you've got to turn up and you feel better for it. And I really needed it. And I really need to talk to Rex tomorrow, um, get to air my stuff. It's been really cathartic in a lot of ways, um, really eye-opening in a lot of ways. The whole self-love stuff, and uh, this might be heavy for some people, but the whole like self-love things, you know, actually loving yourself and all that sort of jargon, it can be tough. It can be a hard pill to swallow, right? Um, I'm pretty happy-go-lucky, but there, there is there is a bit of sort of anxiety, depression sort of happening and stuff at the moment. I'm working through it, right? And there's, there's, there's things, you know, it's like if you're not happy with this, can you change it? If you're feeling like fat and sluggish and unfit, what can you do? Go and exercise, right? I'm probably a bit down on myself because I can't exercise at the moment because of my back. Really want to exercise. It's another thing. You get something taken away from you and you really go, fuck, I really want to do that now. Like all I want to do is lift weights. And I had started lift weights, so then I sort of fucked myself up. 
getting healthy fucks you up, but I didn't care. Anyway, thought I'd share that with you tonight. Um, I had a bit of a hard week last week, but I'm 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 back. I'm feeling good. I was actually excited to get to work today. So much stuff snowed under, and I was grateful for it. I was like, this is good. This is what I want. This is what I need. The structure. Um, got a bucks party in a couple of weeks. My mum coming up on this weekend. Got some stuff on. Got mates that love me. Got family that loves me, and just one of those things it was good. So anyway, a few things have been happening right now. Um, we'll talk about. We'll give you some movie recommendations, some music recommendations. Um, I had a thing before I got on the show. Um, a f- oh God, I will say this. A friend of mine, um, I, uh, I haven't seen her in years, but she's a good girl. Anyway, she loves animals, and she's got a little chihuahua. Chihuahua's name is Zoe. She takes the dog in the car everywhere, takes her. She's a vet nurse and stuff like that. And the car's been stolen over the weekend, and there was the dog. Zoe was in the car. So she's put out a $2,000 reward. The car's gone missing from Alderley, I think. There's a Curie Mail post about it now. My friend Jamie Miller is super beside herself. She's missing the dog. I don't think she cares about the car. She just wants the dog back. And I, 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 um, I feel super bad for her, right? So if you've got any uh, any information, I don't know how to do this. Um, I can't do the fucking video here. Um, Alderley, Jamie Miller, the car is a Suzuki Swift Rego 428 SCV. The dog is a little old-looking black chihuahua, um, very skinny, one of them little small dogs. Um, 0406 834 if you've got any information on that. Um I got to do that. Got to pay it forward. I don't know if it'll come to anything, but if someone notices it and finds it, um, hopefully, hopefully the dog can be found because I know she's super upset about it, which I would be too. Um, another thing I just saw before I jumped on the show: the Manly Sea Eagles, uh, hot water, seven players in hot water. Um, it was retro round on the weekend. Um, I actually thought the uh, Manly jersey was cool. They did like a bit of a 90s throwback. I don't know if anyone's been fucking watching football for a while. I'm sure you would. But um, if you know Manly from the 90s, they had a really cool jersey that had like a Pepsi logo on it. And it's the collar. I love the old school collar football shirts. They did a bit of a throwback to that on their game on Friday night. Whatever it was, Thursday, Friday night. But it's since come out that Manly have going to do... They were going to do a pride jersey. So it's basically their maroon color. And then they were going to put all this like rainbow... Um, sort of stuff through it, like quite subtle, but it was clearly like a rainbow pride sort of thing. Look, everyone that sees a rainbow now, they just think pride, they just think gay, like it's become synonymous with that. I don't naturally see a rainbow and think, ooh, homosexuality, like I don't operate like that, but I can see, I can see the connotation. So when you see it on a football jersey, it's probably like, this is probably a thing for pride. This is not to celebrate rainbows by any mean. Um, it's probably to, to bring awareness to the gays and, and stuff like that, um, which, again, I don't give two fucks about, right? I have no problems with homosexuals. It's one of those things. But apparently seven players have refused to wear the jersey, citing their religious reasons. Always religion, eh? It's not that they can't just come out and say, look, we fucking hate gays and we actually don't believe that they should be gay. Um uh, they then they then sort of go cowardice and go no the Bible it's the Bible it's my beliefs I love Jesus and he hates gays so I hate wearing this fucking rainbow pride jersey I'm not wearing it. I'm not going I'm not running on coach so I thought that was really crazy um, one I get annoyed about people that cop out anything with the religious excuse that's always the thing that's fucked me off it's like anything to do with anything you know ah uh, you know it's my religious belief I hate this people gays shouldn't do that they shouldn't get married abortion terrorism you're a coward if that's your excuse, right? Anyway, maybe not a coward, but it's a shit excuse, right? Um, just come out and say you don't like gays, right? Don't don't try to blame it on something else. Um, just say, I am a bigot and I don't like the gays and so I don't want to wear your bloody Puff the Pride jersey. So anyway, 
I thought that was kind of hilarious, right? And I did think it was pretty stupid that the club, apparently they didn't tell the players, they just sort of dawned it on. They were like, here, here's your pride jersey for this round. And they were like, no, we're not wearing it. So, yeah, probably give them a heads up sort of thing, but um, pretty crazy. Love to know what your thoughts are on that. Um, I think it's crazy. These guys are paid to play. I would just put the fucking jersey on. Let's be honest, they've got alcohol sponsors. They've got gambling sponsors. How, how, many, how much uh, does alcoholism kill people? How much does gambling kill people? They don't give two fucks about that, but like two fucking in love dudes or chicks represented by the rainbow is on their jersey. We don't like it. Ruining the game. Bring the alcohol sponsors in. Bring the fuck. Remember when fucking Winfield and Benson and Hedges, all the cigarette companies used to fucking support the fucking NRL? Jesus Christ, get real. Wear the fucking pride jersey, dude. Doesn't mean you're a fucking homosexual. It doesn't mean if you put that jersey on, there's going to be a cock in your bum for your troubles. Anyway, thought that was funny. A uh, few movies, few reviews here. Uh, well, movie of the week started with Con Air. That is my movie of the week. I haven't even finished watching it, but I'm going to finish watching it. Run through some movies I've watched. Rush Hour 1 and 2. I haven't seen them in ages. Loved them. American Pie 1 and 2. Out now, my favorite, one of, some of my favorite comedies of all time, the American Pie movies. I love them. I love the fucking one, the two, the three. I love the reunion. I think the reunion is class. Um, we'll go back. Rush Hour 2 and 1. We'll say Chris Tucker, bit of an overactor, uh, but I loved it. Uh, Sully, watch that one, the one about Tom Hanks and landing the plane on the Hudson River. Great movie. Tried to watch Midsummer, this horror movie. It was I've seen it before and I wanted to watch it back. Frankly, it was super depressing. I turned it off halfway. Uh, great movie. Just wasn't in the right headspace last week to watch a horror movie. Um, but I was just trying to watch super happy stuff. Um, I started watching a show on Netflix. I normally wouldn't watch this, but I wanted to see what it was about. I was intrigued. I watched a show called How to Change Your Mind. Um, it was about the effects of psychedelic drugs, in particular LSD, psychosyllabin, psychosyllabin, something like syllabin, which is like mushrooms, uh, MDMA, and there's something else. I haven't watched the last two episodes. Um, and it's an author, and he basically goes through and looks at all the benefits and pros and cons of this and how it's helped people. And then at the end of it, he takes that drug and then explains his experience. Um, really cool, really eye-opening. Psychedelics and things like that have been very... They scare me a bit. I don't know why. I really appreciate that people take them and then they get a lot out of it. Something about it sort of scares me. I don't know if you're that way inclined to take psychedelics, but I people that had OCD their whole life had taken it and then they were like no longer suffering with OCD, depression, anxiety. It was helping all these people like immensely. People with stomach cancers, all this sort of stuff, helping them immensely. It was crazy. Of course, it's interesting, you know, because Big Pharma don't like it. They don't like it when people are getting better. They want to just fucking go, hey, hey. How do we tax it? How do we fucking police that and make it expensive, you know? Um, so I think it's really cool that people are out there doing work, trying to help people alleviate pain and stuff like that, uh, whether that's physical or mental. I believe it goes hand in hand, you know what I mean? Um, if my back's in the go by, I'm, I'm, I'm in physical pain, which is I believe is hurting me mentally at the moment. So anyway, how to change your mind. But the one that really got me, this is actually probably my uh, movie of the week, is the is Roadrunner, the story of Anthony Bourdain, um, the chef, uh, Kitchen Confidential, uh, kind of like a rock star of the chef world, but he had his shows, Parts Unknown, things like that, and then he, he went on and he killed himself um, at a late age. So really cool story, really interesting, kind of a renegade in his field. I, I like the guy. I think he's admirable. Uh, and it was just super sad that he killed himself in the end. I thought that was like really quite sad. Um, yeah, I don't know. It makes me feel sad just thinking about that. I, I think when people, they must be in serious pain to get to that and it doesn't make me feel good. So yeah, but really cool. That was on Amazon Prime. Go and check that out. Um, 
The other thing, songs of the week, I will give you a couple. Uh, War on Drugs, Pain, I love it. Quite a soft one, love it. It's a really good song. Anything about the War on Drugs is pretty good, but that whole album's really good. The other one I've been listening to a lot, and I've gone on a nostalgia trip, um, Violent Soho. They just announced that they were going on an indefinite hiatus. They've released a new track called Kamikaze. Um, go and check it out. That's one of the songs of the week. But the other one I'll, I'm loving at the moment is Vacation Forever, um, and also Pick It Up Again. So go and check those out. Kamikaze Vacation Forever and Pick It Up Again by Violent Soho. They just played at Splendor in the Grass. Splendor in the Swamp, as the mainstream media are calling, because it was raining over the weekend. Doesn't stop a vibe. It was a good time. It looked, it looked insane. Um, but yeah, I was, I'm was i gutted. They're going to indefinite hiatus. They've got families and other projects they're working on. So I get it as a, as a man that gets busy. I've got two kids now. I'm finding a once a week to get onto the podcast. can be a little bit challenging and all the things to go with it. But um, yeah, they're pioneers of like the Brisbane sort of grungy rock scene i think um very cool band and i think they'll be severely missed and i think they've paved the way for bands like june rats skeggs you know um spacey jane and all those sort of you know west ebbeton all those bands bad dreams i think they sort of paved the way for a lot of those bands frankly uh so shout out brisbane 4122 the mansfield heroes violent soho um we'll probably do a piece on them in a few weeks would, would like to talk more music but anyway, another thing I'm doing is reading a book. I uh, will share this book with you too. I'm trying to do 10 pages a day. I've been really shit at it so far, but I'm going to get stuck back into it this week. Tomorrow, in fact, Think Like a Monk, Train Your Mind for Peace and Purpose Every Day by Jay Shetty. I really like this guy. You put, People are sitting here going, Ash, you love the self-help. And I'm like, I do like the self-help because I feel like I've not finished learning in that way. I get on, I, I can watch a movie, I can talk shit about it, I can make fun of the manly players and stuff like that. But... Um, Train your mind for peace and purpose every day. Sometimes I don't feel peaceful and sometimes I feel like I have no purpose. So I'm searching for it, right? So this is why I read it. Really good book so far. Um, get on and have a look at uh, how to look at Jay Shetty. The guy basically went to like business school, wanted to be a bajillionaire, and he got inspired by a monk that was doing a talk. He ended up becoming a monk, went to a monastery for a while. Uh, now he come back now, he's a bajillionaire, and uh, he's helping people with all this sort of stuff. Think like a monk, you'll understand. How to find your purpose, how to come over, overcome negativity, stop overthinking, comparison kills love, how to use fear, why can't you find happiness by looking for it, how to learn from everyone you meet, why are you not your thoughts, why kindness is crucial to set, so much more. Great. Love it. What I've read so far is probably 10, 15 pages. Really like it. Anyway, I'm the king of the couch. That's 143 in the bag. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, We'll have some stuff to get back to next week. We'll we'll try and get a whole bunch of fun shit happening next week. Um, Update on Smitty. He's been located. He went off the radar for a bit, but he's back. He's just released a new podcast. Go and check that out. Uh, We might be doing a Smitty podcast this week. We might be doing a Balls and All episode this week. Got a lot on. Got to write a best man speech from my fucking best friend. Um, That's on my agenda this week, so I'm going to get that done. But look, if something resonated with you in the show, pay it forward. Go and uh, go and tell someone to listen to the show. Uh, it'll mean a lot to me. Um, if you're having a hard time, reach out and talk to someone. Um, it's super important that you do that. If you're having a good time, reach out, help someone else. Whatever. Anyway, I'm the king of the couch. You've been a great fucking audience yet again. Have a beautiful week. I love you all. Oh, man, you are.